All right, Corey, before I get you on the show, I just want to make sure you're not trying to even the score out, are you? Oh, no, I wouldn't do that. I mean, unless you're, uh, unless you don't need that kind of, like, come on. I don't know. <laughs> I need that. Come, come on in. Come on in. Driving with Randy. Hello, hello, hello. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of driving with Randy. How is everybody doing today? My name is Road Rage Randy and this is the Driving with Randy podcast, a podcast I started. We're coming up on three years from my 2007 Toyota Sienna. We are currently in a 2018 Subaru Forester Black Edition and today we have a very, very special episode. It's been a bit since we've had a co-pilot on and today we are joined by none other than Corey. Yeah, so I work with uh, I work with Randy have for a couple of years now. I've listened to a um, few episodes of the podcast, but the reason I'm here today is that I have a bit of a tale for all y'all today. So uh, a traumatic experience, if you will. Oh yeah, you guys are gonna love it. So essentially, I um, I had a car. She was very important to me. She was the first car that I got since I moved in this strange city that I'm living in Did it now. have a name? Cecilia. You did name your car. Cecilia. I, I like the name. Thank you. It's beautiful. See, um, it's the patron saint of music. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, that, that, that makes sense. And um, her her tune is... What the hell is this guy doing? Oh, um, you know, it's customary when you have a green light <laughs> to actually just sit at the green light for a few seconds. <laughs> yeah, I suppose this that's part of the weird city that you were talking about. Huh? Yeah, I, it took me a while to get used to it too, but you know. But anyway, yeah, essentially um, I had this car and well, let's start at the beginning with this one. All the way at the beginning. You know, I was I was thinking about when we decided we were gonna make this episode, I was gonna tell you, I need you to start like from the beginning, from the beginning. Like uh, it brings me back to an episode of Family Matters where they were talking to Urkel and Urkel would start this story about how he was, it was a rainy Sunday and he was storming out his mother's, you know what. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Go ahead. Take us from the beginning, Corey. All right. Um, well, it was a, um, it was a nice Saturday for me and, um, I don't think it was raining, but I definitely, I definitely came storming out. If you catch my drift. Fast forward about, you know, a couple dozen years and well, I moved to Minneapolis. I didn't have a car. I was just driving around. I figured, you know, it's the Twin Cities. Bikers love the place. I was going to say, do you bike? There's bike lanes. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was biking. Um, out of necessity, not necessarily choice, though, when I first moved here. Right, right. And, um, you know, it was, it was great. I would listen to some music or a podcast or two. Uh, bike to the warehouse. I was working a uh, preload shift there. And oh, so early in the morning. Oh yeah, so I just uh, I come out about midnight, one a.m. and just bike for about forty-five minutes across the Twin Cities. Did you use the bike lane? There can't have been many cars on the road at that point, huh? I mean, if there's a bike lane, I'm gonna use it. Yeah, okay, you know? okay, not too rebellious. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I just try to stay in my own lane. Hope everyone else stays stay in theirs. Yeah. And uh, then I got hit by a car. No fucking way. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was, um, yeah, he was a little, uh, what's the word for it? Faded. <laughs> Faded. Yeah. That's what the cool kids say these yeah. days, right? <laughs> it was, it was not lit, fam. <laughs> well, after I got hit by a car, I figured, well, you know, I might as well, I might as well get a vehicle now so that, you know, if a car hits me again, at least I have another car to defend myself. S some airbags? Something, I don't know. <laughs> I was borrowing my dad's truck for about um, nine or ten months, and it's a huge, huge truck. Is it lifted? No, no, just really big. Just big. I mean, my it's a my dad used it for uh, his roofing company. Okay, yeah. It's and like you know, it's a it's it's big, it's mean, got them four wheel drive, and um, a little too big for the city because I couldn't find a place to fucking park it for my life. <laughs> Eventually. I, uh, a friend 
was selling her, selling her, sorry if I get a little teary-eyed, they're just first first time I met Cecilia. <laughs> but, was it love at first sight, would you say? Uh, she was a, a fixer-upper from the start. <laughs> but she was a, so it's a Toyota Corolla, fantastic car. Doing a year? Uh, in 2003. 2003 Toyota Corolla. What edition? Um, about as standard as it gets. There were, uh, there was, yeah, it was just no, no, there was no power locks, no power windows. Um, oh, so is this, oh. This is a very basic, uh, okay. basic, as basic as it gets. Is this kind of a precursor to, you know, what happened? Huh? Yeah, you know what, what what happened is this, is this part of the reason why it yes, happened yes as a matter of fact we won't oh, get into all the different reasons but it does oh, tie into it oh jesus okay yeah. all right continue so bare yeah, bones cecilia very bare bones like, like i said the windows no, crane uh crank windows <laughs> and uh three of them closed all the way which was nice the driver's one did not <laughs> so whenever it rained um it had what I like to call interior rain, too. And by that, I mean, it just kind of splashed me in the face as the raindrops hit the window. The radio, the radio, it worked. If I turned it on, it was on. What did it, what did it, what did it play? Did, could oh, you yeah, switch yeah, it? it played. I couldn't choose what it played. Oh, start. what were you stuck on? Um, so, everything. Basically, the, the scan. Yeah, no way. So first, I um, first I started playing the radio. You know, listen to my tunes. Yeah. And then it just started scanning on its own. Oh, and I figured, way. you know, maybe maybe it's like I'd hit a bump or something weird. Maybe there's like a let. spirit nearby who's trying to get get to know me a bit. I don't know. It's the Russian roulette of radio. It really was. And I was okay with it for a second, but then it started scanning backwards, which well, isn't even a, an option. That, is that when you knew something was wrong with Cecilia? Well, that was that was the first. That happened. That probably happened about three or four months into getting the car. And uh, what I did was I bought a bunch of sticky Velcro from okay. uh, Target. And I basically put a Velcro, I put two Velcro straps above and below the presets. Okay. And then I put the, um, the opposite strap, you know, that way they stick together right on the pre-step <laughs> preset. So whenever I want, I had a channel or if whenever the scanner hit a channel, I was really vibing on a song, you hold the preset, hope you're lucky. And if it presets that channel, you just have to strap it down and you're good to go. That sounds so innovative. Dude. That is so fucking cool. And it worked. That is so fucking cool. <laughs> and yeah, but like the, that's the thing about this. This is a bit of a, a, a tale in three acts. <laughs> the first part, you know, for the last two years, I, I've, I've just had Cecilia. She's the only car I've had. You know, I've been able to borrow my girlfriend's car every now and again because Cecilia, she's she's getting up, up there in years, and you know, I did get into a bit of a uh, accident when I slid on some ice oh, and no. cracked the bumper. Was it alone? You didn't you didn't hit anybody? No, no, no. Well, I mean, it wasn't alone because some dude drove me off the ice. Essentially, Whoa. okay, all right. I yeah. mean, there's a lot of context there, but you know how. I mean, this this whole show, you know how what, it is driving what, up yeah, here. Oh, it's brutal. It's brutal, especially in the winter. Was that like your first experience in Minnesota? Um, so that would have happened my second winter in Minnesota. Second, okay, and it. The car was still fine afterward. The bumper was cracked, but um, you know I could deal with that. It had a um, because of the bumper was cracked, it was hanging off, which kind of drug on the floor. Unless I tied it up with some twine or something, which I'd have to do periodically. <laughs> this like the fucking sketchiest car. I'm, I'm not making and fun of your that, love. Oh no, uh, no, it uh, is what it is. And trust <laughs> me, it only gets sketchier from here. <laughs> okay. So, I uh, after that also the. Um, the hood wouldn't go down all the way. I mean, it would latch. And with most car hoods, as you may know, the latch is, um, there are two latches, essentially. There's the main latch that keeps it all the way shut down. Yep. That's what did not work in Cecilia. But 
the latch that did work was the one that you have to um, you have to like sneak your hand in. Yeah, that, and, you know, pull that little lever and yep. it just pops open. Yep. That worked. And I coasted on that and that alone for two years. Oh my God. No no incidents with it popping open? No. No big bumps or nope. oh not oh. once. And um yeah, I was I'm, trust me, I'm as surprised as you are. <laughs> but yeah, after um after that little run in for the most part things were fine with Cecilia, you know. For some reason the um the radio thing just kind of settled itself out, so it and I never had to worry about it again, which was convenient because, um, so here's the thing about Cecilia. Here's okay. one of the big contributing factors to um, the incident. Okay. Like I said, I did not have power locks. So if I wanted to lock the car, I would have to basically from the inside do a little one, two, three on all of the doors myself. Holy shit. And um, that wouldn't have been a problem. I was willing to deal with that. You know, if someone needs a ride, I'll just lean over, unlock it. I got long arms. I'm a, I'm a beanpole of a specimen. I'm good with that. <laughs> Unfortunately, the driver's door, you could lock it, but as soon as you shut the door, it would unlock itself. <laughs> why? You know I'm why? Assuming, I'm assuming <laughs> so you didn't lock the keys in the car or something like that. But um, I, 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 and you know me, I, as you can tell by that little, that little jer the jury rig system I yep. had with the radio, I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty good when it comes to, you know, innovate, innovative, adapt, yeah. overcome. Okay, I'm so interested. I got out of the car and I'm like, okay, I'll just use my key to lock my driver's side door. If the car just doesn't want to be locked any other way, that just straight up didn't work. That, okay. So I literally- Wait, why did that work? Did it unlock? No, it just wouldn't lock. Uh, oh, the key okay. wouldn't turn, I jiggled it, I did a little, Basically, I stood there looking like I was trying to break into my own car for about 10 minutes, and then I just resigned myself to keep nothing valuable in the car. Uh, really? So did it just never lock? No. It, it was always open? Always unlocked. And I live in downtown Minnesota. It is not oh the best God. neighborhood. But the thing is, like, if you uh, if you don't keep anything valuable in the car, it can't get stolen, right? Right. It, well, in theory. In theory. In theory. We'll see how the practice works out in a second here. But, yeah, for about a, I would say for about, again, last two years, I've just parted on the street, kept nothing valuable in it. And the thing is, it's obvious people are going through it. You know, I would find Wait, really? Like, oh, yeah. People would go through your fucking car. Uh, yeah, yeah. Basically, I would just go in and um, the all the, like, the glove compartment oh. would be open, the uh, console, a little secret sunglass thing would be open. They would go through the whole thing. And you know what they would find? Absolutely. Jack shit. Except for one time. Oh, no. Would you lose? This is unrelated, but I'm still a little salty about it. <laughs> I came home from work, and you know that cub? Yep. I, uh, yeah. I stopped there and I, I spotted some cream horns. Have you it, ever had cream horns? I, I, I have not. Oh, they're a delicious pastry. It's like a, imagine a croissant. Okay. But it's filled with this delicious icing. <sighs> and the thing is, I usually don't go for them, but it's something I loved as a kid. And cub sells them? They do, yeah. Most Ooh. grocery stores sell some variation of the cream horn. I'm, I'm going to have to Oh yeah. go tackle the cream horn. <laughs> yeah, you got to. You got to tackle it with both hands, you know? But um, I've, it's got a nostalgic taste for me. You know, it's something I had, my mom would buy it for me sometimes as a kid, and that was, you that know, some of the good memories. happiest memories I had. So I decided I'm going to treat myself and I get a cream horn. I bought a pack of four. Uh-huh. What what flavor? Is there flavors? Not really. No flavors? It's no, just, no, it's just, just classic. Got some cream. Okay. Yeah. I put it in the um I put it in the glove compartment and like a dumbass when I came home from work, <laughs> forgot all about it. No. But I only realized I forgot when I was already inside. And I thought, you know, I'll just get them tomorrow. It's I'll winter. They'll, they're gonna keep. It'll be okay. Next morning, I came out, and 
There were just cream horn crumbs all over the goddamn place. So, so not only did they take it, they ate it in your car. In my, yeah, definitely. They left Dude, half a cream horn in the car. That's just a big fuck you. They left half of a cream horn. Oh, like, no. I mean, I want to say I didn't eat it, but, you know, we all. Did you? Oh, Randy, we all did things we regret. Oh. This and was pre-COVID, right? Yes, pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. No, yeah. no shot of. Yeah, this was back when you know this was before the trying times. Oh, okay, right. these trying times, <laughs> or as the as the commercials call it. But anyway, God, that yeah. seems like a. That's not the incident that we're getting to. No, but this is a little this, side story. I appreciate your patience at home as the listener. It's got a lot passenger, of winding passenger, roads. Passenger, we're, passengers, passenger, passengers. Oh, yep, yeah, these right. are my passengers. You're my co-pilot. Hell yeah. Well, strap on in, passengers, because Buckle the story, <laughs> it gets wilder from here. So for two years, that was the equilibrium I found myself in. Keep nothing valuable in the car. Um, and basically just, you know, hope that I don't ever go into the car and there's just a homeless person chilling in the back. Do, do you know how often this would happen? Like, how often would you, people go through the car? Yeah. Um, if I had to give it, put out an estimate... I mean, it depends. Uh, usually winter was a little bit better, but like during the summer, two or three times a week. Holy sh... Well, I suppose... I, I, I assume it was a different person every time because you could just look in the car once and realize this this dude has nothing of valuable to his name. What if it's the guy that liked the cream horn? Maybe. Maybe he's like... Maybe he's looking for more cream horns. Guy. Maybe he wants um, maybe he wants a nice cannoli or something. <laughs> he's just baking on you forgetting again. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, like, legit, getting in the car every time, I would look in the uh, rear view mirror just to be like, no one's back there, right? Okay. <laughs> and that, I'm, I always imagine what would happen if I actually saw someone back there, because, you know, it'd just be like, oh, dude, what the fuck are you doing to my car? And he'd probably be like, oh, dude, what the fuck are you doing in my house? And, like, I can't, I can't even, like, argue with him there. So, you got a victim. You're, yeah, the, you're the landlord. You got a victim. I mean, if he ain't paying his rent, time to get lost, buddy. Uh, if anything, I would just invite him along for the ride. Like, hey, you can stay here. I'm just like, it's going to be mobile. I hope you it's don't a, mind. This is a mobile car. This is a mobile home that you found yourself in, my friend. But, yeah, basically that car, um, the thing about it is I ended up having to put so much work into it. Because eventually it just would not start. And um, basically I had to end up, um, when it wouldn't start, this would, this happened this January, this past January, about a year ago. And when it wouldn't start, I had no idea what to do, but basically I just knew I needed a vehicle and there has to be some reason it's not starting. My dad, he's a mechanic, so I, um, among other things. So I got a little tip, uh, I got some tips from him growing up on, you know, how to search for problems, basic things, how to, basic things to find. I went in with a test light, which is a, um, essentially you want, it, essentially it completes a circuit. And it looks for shorts. Yeah, if there is a short, or um, not necessarily even shorts, just dead circuits mostly. Okay. So if there's a dead circuit, the light, there's no electricity to make the light light up. If it's a live circuit, the light will light up Mm -hmm. if you poke it. Makes sense? The maintenance guy at work showed me his once. Oh, he showed you his test light? Yeah, he plugged it into an outlet outlet for me. (laughs) Nice. Nice. But yeah. I, uh, I found out that was a problem with an obscure part called a fusible link that I had to re I had to rewire into the car. And keep in mind, this is January, no garage. So I'm doing all of this in about, I would say zero to 10 degree weather. And it took a matter of days where every single day before work, I was out in the street trying to figure out what the hell is wrong with this car. Oh my God. And then once I figured it out, trying to figure out how the hell to fix that problem. It's, it's better your time than a $200 an hour mechanic to figure it out, right? Yeah, yeah, because like, that's about $150 worth more than the car is oh. worth. 
So I, um, I eventually found the issue and then I had another issue in that a fuse, the fuse that leads to that fusible link (laughs) was blown. So I had to, you know, undo the bolt, keeping it in because it was a massive fuse. It wasn't one of those tiny little, uh, little like 10 amp ones. No, is this, is this the problem you had on your car trip down to, where is it, Illinois? Didn't you have a car trip down to Illinois? I've had a few, but, um. Didn't you have a car problem this last time? Oh, that was my girlfriend's car. Oh, okay. But it wasn't anything. Yeah, it wasn't Cecilia. That was, uh, that was just, you know, general bad luck, I guess. Did, Did her car have a name? Um, you know, I've never asked. I should probably it's, ask that when a, I get home. It's a good talk, talking topic for tonight. Yeah. I uh, I think I'll ask her what what the car's name is because like now that I think about it, I've been I've been riding around that car for three years and I don't even know her name. You don't know what to call her. That's that's rude. <laughs> I mean at least I could I don't know, buy her some gas first or something. You can't ride around for three years before you ask yeah. the name. Yeah, man. At least at least yeah. So, I um, while fixing that problem, I end up breaking the bolt holding the fuse in, which basically meant that the only option in order to get this bolt into this fuse, because it was the bolt that tied the fuse to the rest of the electrical system. Okay. Like it so was so nothing electrical was working. Literally, oh my God. literally, this was the one bolt that was causing everything else that would have caused everything else to run. And it just snapped like a twig because I was trying to unbolt it at, in five degrees of weather. So I ended up, I imagine it was pretty rusty. Oh yeah, 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 yeah buddy. So I, um, yeah, I, I end up basically just trying to solder in five degrees, which is awful. It is not recommended to try. And my hands were going numb. I um, I couldn't get the solder to stick to anything because I couldn't get hot enough because Jack Frost was just fucking teabagging me hey, did, every single day. Did you try solder with more flax in it? It's flax? Flux. Flux, yeah. Um... Not really. I, I did pick the right amount of flux for this job because okay. um, a lot of the, it really depends on like, you know, what kind of systems you're working with, how rough it's going to be. You know, I, I did look into that to make sure. Keep in mind, I've never soldered anything other than like m- uh, mild electronic parts. Basic cables. Yeah. Or like, like- yeah. Just like, oh, my, uh, my computer power button's not working. Just put a little bead right there and tin fix it this, right up. Tin this and we're good. Yeah. Eventually I had to borrow my girlfriend's car because my soldering, my battery powered soldering iron wasn't oh, you, hot you had, enough. You had one of those. Okay. And I had to go into my basement, my basement uh, storage compartment, which was all, it, it has also been broken into. Like I said, I don't Jesus live in the best neighborhood. <laughs> and um, no homeless people sleeping in there. That you know, oh my god! No, no, no! I know, no, you're, I you're, know that they're down there. Your face was just like, oh my god! Yeah, there, there was once a, a homeless person who literally spent the night just screaming in the stairwell, and I'm not like, it, it wasn't even like a scream that made sense. It was just me watching some Netflix, with my girlfriend trying to wind down after work, and all you hear is just, ah, ah. <laughs> Over and over again. He ended up, uh, they took him away the first time because someone called the cops. And then he came back a couple days later after he got out of the hospital. And, um, uh, yeah, he, he went in, he ended up going into our floor. And, um, our next door neighbor, he was just like slamming a door, yelling about something. And, um, our neighbor apparently opened the door to see what was going on. He saw her open the door and he threw a um he threw you know the you know, we can go to the deli at supermarket you can get a nice nice little container of like corn and mashed potatoes and it's delicious <laughs> yes know? i know what you're talking you know about. what i'm talking about i know what you're talking about yeah he about. threw one of those right at her door why did he have it 
I, you know, there are a lot of questions. A lot. Of, there's still a lot of loose ends from that night. Oh my so, god. You know, again, sorry. For the, we might get on a couple little sides. Little tangents. I, they're used to it. They're used to it. That's good. That's good. But um, yeah, basically, like I, long story short, with Cecilia, getting back on track, a lot of time put into this car. There were, when I was trying to fix it up, some asshole kept on calling it in as abandoned. So I would have oh my to, God. I would, every single day, I would have to walk outside whether I was driving or not. And if there's any chalk, just grab some snow, rub it off every single day. Make sure my tire, tires aren't chalked. I ended up getting like, I think nine tickets for driving an abandoned vehicle. When the what? irony, <laughs> yeah. The irony was I was working on that car every single day. If it was abandoned, I would have just walked away from it. I just don't think your neighbors like you. <laughs> oh, they probably, I mean, she was not a pretty sight at this point. She she definitely, city miles on, on the whole Cecilia, if you catch my drift. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, basically I, I end up making it through the winter somehow when there are snow emergencies my girlfriend and I would have to go out into the snow and push the car onto the right street. And at finally, I yeah, finished a real piece soldered. of work. Dude, in more ways than one. I finally finished, I soldered it in. I did as good of a job as I could. I reassembled everything with care, fired it up. She ran. Yeah, buddy. That deserves a round of applause. There's a, there are a couple other issues. I had to re-solder it in the summer too. So I end up soldering it in five degree weather and also 105 degree weather. <laughs> no in between, huh? Nah. Yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, um, I'm a man of extremes Dreams. in a lot of ways. <laughs> and then uh, the transmission also went out, but my dad was thankfully around to help me for that one. I got Cecilia running though. And you know, she, she ran. I did food deliveries with Cecilia. Ooh, I did like DoorDash? DoorDash. Oh, well, uh, Uber Eats. Uber Eats, okay. Yeah, Postmates, Uber Eats. And, you know, she. I really never had many issues. There were times where, you know, the windshield wipers would just turn on max for no reason. <laughs> but thankfully... They're just making sure your windshield's clean. 99% of the time, that would happen when it was raining. So if anything, that's just an automatic <laughs> windshield wiper system. I, I, I'm getting a drift that Cecilia had a mind of her own. Oh, she did too. <laughs> well, I, um, you know, over the last couple of years, it, the thing is she has oh, almost 200,000 miles at this point. And that was, you know, that, she was up there when I got her. So you can imagine what two years driving with me is like. <laughs> and, you know, she was trucking, everything was good, but the thing was, you know, I, I knew that the issues I was having last year, the problem is with cars, when you have one issue, a lot of times that shows it's like with, um, it's like with people, you know, if you got one bad issue, sometimes when the end is coming more follow, Oh yeah. It's one thing after another. And I wasn't expecting Cecilia to last this last winter. You know, I, I, even last year she was having issues starting up when it was too cold. And I thought, you know, maybe this is year to put her out to pasture but you know i always felt like we'll wait we'll wait another day you really wanted to run her to the ground had to H had to run her to the ground yeah. okay yeah so that is uh that's kind of the introduction to cecilia now all of our passengers they know uh they know her or at her, least her, backstory. her backstory they know a little about you her personality her little quirks you yep know. on to the act two Act two, Cecilia, part two. <laughs> so, it was my first day of work at my new job. You know, I'm still working at the warehouse. Yeah. But I got a new job and- uh, Are you liking it? Oh, I'm loving it. It's Go ahead. great. Good. And on my first day, I came out early, just a spring in my step, a twinkle in my eye. <laughs> came out to my parking spot. Cecilia's gone! <laughs> Okay, so was your first 
instinct. My first instinct was that that son of a bitch who kept calling in my car last year no. finally got it towed somehow. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say towed. Yeah, that was your easy. That was my first, first instinct. I did not even second guess it, but I had to go to work, and I like now I had to ask my girlfriend, "Hey, I don't have a vehicle anymore. Can I just borrow yours for the next I don't know, 10, 11 hours?" Oh my god. Thankfully, my girlfriend is a very, very very sweet, understanding, and compassionate woman. I am truly blessed to have her, and she let me borrow her car. Hell yeah. Yeah. And uh, as for the tow lot, you know, I just kind of let it ride for about a week, which I probably oh, shouldn't have done. You, you just didn't... I didn't call, I didn't look, I didn't call 311 or anything. I was worried, I mean, we were, that's when peak Wait, season, is that what you're supposed to do, 311? It's one way, you can, you can call in to see if a car has been towed. Really? 311. I actually didn't know that. Yeah. You learn some every day. Yeah, this is what the, that is the main thing that I want this podcast specifically to be about, and that is raising awareness. Good. So 311, folks. That's right. If you get, if you're missing a car, call 311. And if they don't know where it is, you're fucked. <laughs> but anyway, I didn't end up calling 311. I just, I knew it was towed somewhere for some reason. I've never had the great, greatest luck with, you know, the traffic police. They, they're ruthless, man. You could get away with murder in this city, but if you park in the wrong spot, the wrong spot for five minutes longer than you should, they're after you. I, I, uh, I witnessed someone ran in to go get their food at Cane's once. They came out to a parking ticket. Yeah. Like, they, it's just, they're that quick. Dude. And, um, you know, I just, I had Ashley's car. I had, by, I had um, reliable transportation. And, you know, I, I just kind of, a lot of times when life's chaotic, you got to take things one thing at a time. Right. And, you know, like I said, that was when peak season started for both of my jobs now. And I'm working love hours, hard. I mean, they're both very physical jobs, too. So I, um, I kind of let it ride. And then that Sunday, I was going to work, or I was going to sleep, because I knew I had work tomorrow. 3 a.m., my girlfriend was still awake. And she heard someone call my phone. She saw the, the message, or the phone number, knew that wasn't a number I recognized, I didn't have in my contacts, assumed it was a scam. Right. Which is reasonable. That's why I was um, assumed. I get so many of those calls. Yeah, right. Uh, I'm, on a, I'm on the do not call registry. My phone's just 100% on do not disturb now because I get so many. So I feel that. Yeah, well, I know a funny little story about someone who did that, though. Yes. There's a, there's a setting on your phone where you can automatically block calls that aren't in your area code or someone you recognize. Yeah. And uh, some dude was stranded out in the wilderness hiking oh and the rescuers kept on trying to call his number but he just kept on going straight to voicemail oh, no. because it wasn't the right area code and oh. apparently apparently he just didn't pick it up which i mean dude i hate those scam calls too so i get it but, but if you're in the fucking wilderness stranded yeah uh, you know they found him in the end i think i mean i don't know if he was alive or not i forgot that part but they found they him. found him <laughs> But anyway, anyway, so, um, so Sunday I got a call from my mom and that's when Ashley woke me up because my mom called me at like three in the morning. Not normal. No, God, no. Okay. No, I don't, I don't have that kind of relationship with my parents, (laughs) but she called and said that the police contacted her. And she was very concerned, obviously. And they, um, I looked at the voice message that was left by the supposed scam call. The police found my car outside of Bloomington. It, for, for the passengers, give a reference on how far that is, you'd say. Yeah, so Bloomington from, uh, from the Twin Cities, specifically where I was at, I would say um, if you're booking it, you could probably make it in about 20 minutes. I but I would say 25 to 30. I would say 20 to 30 miles, probably. Yeah, yeah. It's like, um, yeah, it's, you know, it's a kind of a suburb. Um, it's where Mall of America, Ikea, the airports are, you know. Yep. It's, um, it's a pretty busy spot. They found my car driven by three passengers. Um, they said that the ignition was punched. 
So for the for the passengers, the not the you know felonious ones, but the ones listening right now, unless you know they they have your podcast, the people who stole my car. God, I hope they're listening. Is you have any message for them? Um. Well, I saw I, I kind of got a glimpse of what that life was like, and uh, my only message is, you know that that's rough, buddy. That's rough. I'm, my condolences. Okay. <laughs> we'll get to that, too. But, like, yeah. But anyway, so they found it with the ignition punch. So for anyone's reference, a punched ignition is essentially when they uh, the keyhole for your car to, you know, turn the ignition. It's tied to a pretty simple mechanical lever, almost, and uh, you can actually just drill out and core out the entire thing. If your car has like a chip or something, a lot of newer cars have it to where if you do that, the car is basically inoperable now. My car was not like that though. They took out the ignition with a drill. They, uh, and basically at that point, if you can take out the ignition, all you need is a flathead screwdriver to get into the car and get it running. So they had easy entry into your car because yeah. it wouldn't lock. Yes. And then... So they they drilled out the the ignition. They drilled they out punched the punched it. Yeah. Yep. Oh my god. And um, a flathead screwdriver. That's all it takes. So th- they were intelligent enough to do that. Oh, just wait. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> so, I um, I decided to you know go and pick up my car because you know it's it's frankly if you get your car stolen especially in the twin cities it's kind of a miracle if it just comes back to you right like um i was you know i wasn't even that upset about it i figured you know if if they caught them driving it obviously the car still works and i've been <laughs> i've been it's ain't my first rodeo with um using a screwdriver to start a car not that i've ever punched an ignition well, so- myself but you know, we've had um, my, self-incriminate my fa- here on the Driving with Brandy podcast. <laughs> my family, for my my dad has a construction company. That's his main okay. job. He has a lot of work trucks, work vehicles, and uh, you know, a lot of beaters that he just kind of found. So there have been a lot of vehicles where you have to like hold a set of needlehead pliers, needle nose pliers, just the right way, or like use a uh, use a screwdriver to you know, start it by jamming it straight into the <laughs> wheel. You know, it's when you, when you don't have much, you got to work with what you well, got. Yeah, exactly. I agree with that. And I, I went to the, I went to the, went to the lot. It was the chief's towing company and you know, I found it. I ended up having to pay quite a bit of money to get her back. Definitely more than Shields worth, but at this point, I just kind of owed it to her, you know. Yeah. She she deserves a proper resting, yeah. at least by you under your you under you. You want to take her to the lot, not have three. Yeah, man, it's like when you have a dog put down. You gotta be there in the room. Yes, exactly. You got you gotta be the last thing that they see, man. You know. So did you give Cecilia a little hug when you saw her. Not quite. Oh, you just because, gave her money. Uh, but not, well, I still have Cecilia. She's still back home. Yeah, she's. Don't worry, she's not done yet. She's a, she's in what we might call hospice right now. So the end is still coming, but it's not quite here. But anyway, uh, my girlfriend actually took a video. Would you mind if I played a little clip? Absolutely. So here's the audio. Uh, yeah, just pull up that audio there, Jamie. And <laughs> Joe Rogan reference. Hey, here we go. So we are assuming that it's, I don't know, young people, young homeless people, because all this food, got a bunch of clothes in the back seat. Unfortunately, there is a needle. Um, They took his box out. There's him trying to turn his car. Howdy. (laughs) And then the back seat, can you pop the trunk if you got a second? Oh yeah. Thanks. In the back seat. Yeah, all this shit. That is not ours. Don't know where it came from. Um So, yeah, that's what we're dealing with right now. And we did find a hundred bucks in the back seat though, so So um as you can hear, 
things were fucked. Basically, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of trash, a bunch, there's about 50 pounds of brand new clothing that um, suspiciously all had the tags still on it. Uh, there was, there was an entire case of tuna, of canned tuna, bunch of beans and rice, um, you know, just essential food stuffs. Um, now you yeah. finished that, that cream horn. Did you finish any of that food? I actually, they did leave a full case of Budweiser it, it, and I did take that. <laughs> I <in>. did. <laughs> that had to have been enjoyable. It, a little bit. Was that the best Budweiser you ever had? That's that's a little strong. That's right. but you know it was good. It got me drunk. A little bit of revenge. It got me. It got me drunk enough the night I came home to cope with all this. But I um at this point too. This was all before work. At this point, I called and I basically said, um, "Hey, I was just picking up my car, and this is uh this is going to be a lot longer than I thought it would be. So I'm just, it's going to be a couple hours before I end up coming in today. So here's a, a little checklist of all this stuff I found. Like right. I said, we got food, clothing. Uh, oh, food. By the way, you don't need any canned tuna, do you? No, 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 I'm good. I got like a ton of it, man. That was what, I mean, it's cheap. I guess that's why they were on that. Yeah, I mean, it's basically all stuff from food banks. They even had it in the... Um, oh, the tote? Yeah, yeah, they oh had it in, God. like, a cardboard tote and everything. What about the clothing? Was the clothing nice? Yeah, yeah, the clothing was, uh, one might say, fresh off the rack. Nice. <laughs> I found two cell phones in there. I found a checkbook and a security badge from the same dude. Um, I assume they stole that from his car too. Oh my God. I found graffiti on the dashboard that said hashtag no love here. And they also wrote queen on the passenger door. Um, I found a hundred dollar bill. Oh, hell yeah. Oh yeah, we'll get to that oh, one no. later. Counterfeit? Oh no. I found, um, let's see here. What else did I find? I find jewelry. I found uh, it was no, all of it was pretty much obviously fake, unfortunately. Right. But you know, is what it is. Actually, I heard a thing about that. Since we're raising awareness, oh, um, yeah, yeah. I I heard that if someone offers you jewelry in exchange for gas, because it's a com apparently this is a common thing. People will offer you jewelry for gas at gas stations. They'll be like, I don't got money. I have jewelry though. It's a hundred percent like pop a quarter in and twist the machine, that kind of jewelry. Yeah, hundred percent. No, no fake. shit. So Great. I'm wondering if that's what they're they oh, were that doing was their to get stash around. That's get, what they were doing their to gas get around. stash. Yeah. I mean, perhaps. I mean, I. There's a lot. Again, there are a lot of loose ends with this case. <laughs> so uh, what else was there? Oh, also, there were a ton of drills. A ton of tools, uh, like um, they had screwdrivers, they had um, wrenches, they had pliers, it, you name it. They had a whole tool set. So they can do shit car. like this. Yeah, I mean, they, those those fucking ignitions ain't gonna punch themselves. You know? <laughs> and then my girlfriend popped the trunk. She asked me to pop the trunk just see what was inside. I found. Please, not a body, not a body, not, not a body. body. Not a body. Oh, thank God. No. Thank yeah. God. Yeah, thankfully, uh, thankfully, no corpses or anything. She did find a. And this is an eyeball estimate from when I used to do construction, but it looked to be about a six, seven hundred dollar oh circular my, saw. Very oh my nice. fucking God. I found an entire coil of copper wire. A bunch of industrial worksite garbage bags, which I ended up using to put all the clothes and food in. Again, adapt, improvise, yeah. overcome. <laughs> I love it. And um, yeah, there's just like a just a bunch of bunch of shit, bunch of drills, a bunch of stuff that um, I had a pretty good inkling of where it came from. Probably, you know, I, when you work construction and you're at a job site. Most jobs take more than one day, especially a job Do that- Do people leave their shit? Uh, generally, if you have a, um, a trailer, if it's locked, with oh, okay. very good locks, you can leave it. Generally, um, 
if, if it's in a nice like suburb area, we would. But there were definitely there are definitely neighborhoods where you're working where you take the trailer home with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. To prevent, absolutely. Prevent things like this from happening. If they're working on your apartment, they're probably taking their trailer home. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If they uh, if they're smart. But yeah, all this shit was in my car. And I was kind of bummed a little bit, but I figured, hey, I still have my vehicle, and that is a blessing. It truly is. Cecilia. Cecilia. She's been with you through a lot. Dude, I've been with her through all the same, man. So, while Ashley is doing all this, I was trying to basically um, jack my own car with the screwdriver, trying to get that little mechanical lock to, to turn the exact way I need it. After a little bit of um, a little bit of perseverance, perseverance, yep. A little bit of a um, little bit of gumption and a lot of luck, I got her started. Oh fuck yeah! And that's when I knew those sons of bitches took the goddamn catalytic converter off. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, for all those people who don't know, this is a thing. If you have a catalytic converter there are people out there that will kill you for that thing my 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 mom's got cut in the middle of a like a parking ride yeah broad daylight hers got cut yeah man because catalytic converters are worth quite a bit of cash and specifically they're worth quite a bit of cash to people who are willing to pay in cash and not ask where these catalytic converters came from (laughs) and when you don't have a catalytic converter for those who don't know it's essentially an emissions kind of thing that they add to the exhaust system and it takes a lot of um it takes a lot of the very bad pollutants kind of out of the air. That's why in most states, it's you have to have a catalytic converter. And if you have one taken out, it essentially leaves a massive hole in your exhaust system. So it's about the same as driving without a muffler. It, it sounds like a, a fucking airplane. It does. It, it's just, or a train. It's loud. Yeah. It's fucking loud. It was so loud, I could have my music on the fullest volume that my speakers could pump out, and I still couldn't hear it over the sound of that goddamn muffler. <laughs> oh my lord! So I uh, I end up taking her home. Thankfully, the yeah I I, I took about um that 20, 30 minute drive back on home from Bloomington. Everyone on the <laughs> highway definitely knew I was there. <laughs> and um, when I got home, all I knew is that it's time to, you know, just get this cleaned up. Because, uh, you know, without the catalytic converter, you can replace it. My dad even told me, all you don't even necessarily have to replace it. All you have to do is put a pipe in it. Is, so, uh, so it shuts it up? Basically, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That way, at least you don't Whoa. have to deal with the sound. You fucking moron cutting you, out in front of me? It's not like there are tons of people. It's not like if you lose your chance to pull out now, you're never going to get it back. Yeah. Sometimes it's okay to just chill at an intersection, man. I just don't know what the fuck that guy's deal was. Uh, but um, anyways. So we're, are, did you adapt and improvise, overcome with this catalytic converter? Did you shove a pipe down there? You know, this time I, um... Plead the fifth? (laughs) (laughs) No, this time I just kind of, I I actually listened when I, I actually looked when I saw the hand writing on the wall that, uh, you know, Cecilia's time was about up. You know, I I heard the bell tolling and I knew for whom the bell tolled. Oh, we're about to get pulled over. Hell yeah. like, Does this ever happen on podcasts? No, it is hasn't. A, is but, this a first? Uh, he just—he just—he just saw me turn. He's gonna pull me over. Oh, he's not. No. Holy fuck. He, dude, he turned mid fucking intersection. I, I thought it was game over. Maybe uh, he just wants to put a little uh, fear in you. I, I don't know. It, it hid, which is good. I actually just put the. Uh, Here, when we get at the stop sign, rev up your engine. No, <laughs> I put the new um um insurance papers in my glove box there oh that's good to know 
I'll grab them for you if you we get pulled over. Oh my god, dude! I actually shit myself there because he was gonna go straight and then he just fucking turned. Oh yeah, they'll do that. Oh, just that to just keep you on your toes. Oh sometimes. shit! Yeah, that was a police officer for all uh, those, all those passengers listening at home. Th- this is this is why I like doing this mobile podcast. You yeah. can't get that on a in studio podcast. Yeah, man. If you're uh yeah, if you're in a studio and a police officer just shows up, usually you're fucked. <laughs> and their guns are probably drawn if they're yeah, not man. welcome there. So back on track here. Back on track. Um you saw the writing here. Yeah, the handwriting on the wall. That's right. And it didn't say hashtag no love here, right? It did. <laughs> okay. but, you know it's not it's a, that's a pretty as something to see graffitied on your dashboard after your car's been on a wild week-long ride that and it like you know that there's another turn lane just, specifically for I turning i just can't believe that people are driving like this oh i <laughs> can't insane uh, people, i i don't know i don't know what cereal box all these people in minnesota are getting their driver's license from but <laughs> dude it's it's, it's someone off of like uh, the dark web. That's where they're getting there. <laughs> yeah, all these, all these dark web drivers' licenses. Do you, let's be real. The DMV is probably doing um, Zoom called drivers' test these days. Yeah. <laughs> right. But anyway, anyway, the um, the car. I pretty much I. I resigned myself. It was time to let go, Cecilia. So I basically wanted to get all my affairs in order, and I started. I started actually digging through the car. This is where I found. Um, let's see here. I found a couple packs of cigarettes. I found that case of uh, Budweiser. Yep. I found a couple of used needles, so I, I don't know. Maybe they were diabetic. Uh, maybe they <laughs> I bet. I bet diabetic shots. is definitely it. Um, I also found a, a mysterious baggie. Oh Jesus! With a little white powdery residue, you know. <laughs> Flour? Are they bakers? I mean, it's a pretty. If they're baking with a bag this small, <laughs> it's a pretty small cake. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got you. Oh, geez. Um, I did find a Delta Eight edible. You, uh, you can. All right, you can plead the fifth here, but um, that little baggie you found—it was did, empty. Did mostly, that, just oh, residue, I was so gonna say, like, did it have the same fate as the Budweiser? No, there wasn't enough in there. No, you could have get, you could have gotten a field mouse high with what was in there. Not that I would know. I'm playing the fifth. Yeah, on that yeah, part. yeah, absolutely. Don't do drugs, folks. Don't awareness, do it. awareness. Oh, yeah, don't do drugs. You'll end up fucking stealing my catalytic converter. <laughs> but anyway, I and I, the, this is where it gets fucked up because I was digging through it, and the thing was, it became obvious that for the last week. These people were legitimately living in my car. Rent-free. Rent-free, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, basically. They didn't pay you rent. They, yeah. Well, I mean, I did get that $100 bill. Oh, I, I, is that worth it as a landlord having to come back to this kind of a mess? Uh, what they put you through, $100 rent? Yeah, we'll get to that $100 bill, like I said. <laughs> oh, <so> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I dug through everything and the th- there were journals there there were so many different there were so many different cards for wellness centers and rehab clinics oh, and different sad. phone numbers for uh, different basically just different halfway homes places to go places to live and I there are a lot of journals too and you know it's something i could relate to and this is where it really hit me because in a way this is something i really do relate to all these journals some of them would only have like one page written in the first one and it would basically the first page would be something like this is going to be the beginning of the rest of my life i don't want to keep living like this Mm. and uh there were planners of Again, same thing where at first they would just plan out everything and all these special events. It even had the, uh, they had the planner the day my car was stolen, that Monday. And it turned out to be the year anniversary of them moving back to Minnesota. You know, and it really drives it home. These are real people. Right, absolutely. You know, these are this is someone's life and they, they fucking went out with a bang. <laughs> 
<laughs> when it came to using their adventures with my Cecilia. But, you know, it, it is something that when it comes to... Um, when it comes to drug abuse, I've known a lot of people, a lot of members of my close family have been severely addicted to drugs. And it is something that, um, that desire of escape, that desire to make everything feel better. You know, it could take over everything you know, everything you have and everything you thought you wanted in life. So it was that it definitely was a little moment where, you know, I can't, after, after reading all that, I, all the, any of the, um, any of the ill will, yeah, all that kind of faded away after that, you know, it's just a matter of, at that point, all you can do is just, you know, pray that they find the person within themselves that they need to to want to find, you know, and overcome what, oh yeah, overcoming themselves that's what addiction is it's a battle with yourself and that's why it is one of the hardest things that any addict will tell you it's one of the hardest things to overcome as a human being you know and and since we're talking about awareness i think it's important to include that there was resources in the car that they were looking into perhaps there are resources out there for people battling that kind of stuff and that is ultimately as again i it's not something I've ever really, um, it's not, it's definitely not something I would say I've struggled with, but I can speak through the people I have known, my friends and family who have struggled with it and say that as far as those resources go, it doesn't matter how many times you end up quitting. It doesn't matter how many times you end up going back to rehab. It doesn't matter how many times you decide to change your life and try to start over. The only thing that matters is that you never stop trying to do that, you know? Yeah. And that's why when it comes to them, you know, a, a lot of people that I have known personally have been in situations where they were the ones taking the car. You know? Right. And it is, it, in looking back on their mistakes, they have changed. They've grown. It's something that they've understood more about life, more about themselves, and they've been able to find a peace where they don't desperately need the escape that drugs and alcohol can and do give you. You know, it, it is what it is, and, you know, all you can do is hope for the best when it comes to people. And, um, you know, it, 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 I guess it, it just, it was a very poignant moment and I don't know, there's not really, uh, I, I would like to think of some kind of joke to round this all out. Oh, no, that man. way we don't leave this out on a I th- downer. I actually think that that's, I mean, it'll get people thinking. I think that's a perfect way to conclude this, this man, this turned out to be a lot more than just the carjacking story. I, this has been absolutely wonderful, Corey, and I appreciate you coming on to tell your story and give all your information. I, that, it's been absolutely wonderful. Oh, I appreciate that. Do you have any final thoughts? You can plug whatever you want, Instagram, your OnlyFans, Pornhub, whatever the hell you want to fucking plug or any final oh, thoughts yeah. for hell the passengers yeah, oh yeah yeah anyone listening at home you can find me um under your local bridge in your local forest um abandoned industrial sites um you know and i do have an only fans but you know you have to reach out to randy for that specifically i don't <laughs> want I, i'm very uh picky when it comes to my patrons but hey if you got that money, I got that honey. Catch my drift. I'll put the link in the description along with my PayPal, my Venmo. You guys know that. My Twitter is at Thoughts by Randy. You can go ahead and follow me there. Go on over to Wait, wait, uh, before you before you finish the plug, yep. I do do you want to hear what happened to that $100 bill? Oh, I, uh, yes. Yes, please. Cuz this was the one highlight for me of this trip. I got 100 bucks. So, this is a nice little epilogue here. At this point, I have all the clothing and food bagged up. Basically, the, I have it set to, uh, I'm donating it all to uh, food banks and charity. At least someone can okay. get some 
something out of this. And that's good on you. I like that. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, especially with how many, like, there were seriously hundreds of dollars of clothing. And, like, it was, I mean, it's got to go somewhere. Someone's got to use it. Right. So there has to be some fucking silver lining to this (laughs) shit storm, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, I had everything bundled up, basically. I got all of Cecilia's affairs in order. And at the end, I decided to go to my local bodega. Well, and um, what the fuck is a bodega? Well, bodega, um, just a corner store you'd find in the city. Oh, okay. Like okay. usually, yeah, it's it, they're kind of the. Um, if you go in the city, have you ever been in a corner store where it kind of looks really shady but also really homey at the same time? Yup. And you feel uncomfortable but strangely at home. Yep. I, when I was my, in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Atlanta has some bodegas, man. Yeah, you might find a cat wandering around. Yeah, you can find anything. Well, um, I go in there all the time, but this time I left my uh, I left my debit card in the apartment. So I figured, hey, I got this hundred dollar bill, and I was I was being a little. I guess, uh, surreptitious about it just because you don't go into a bodega and be like, Hey, can you cash this hundred dollar banknote? <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. not good form. So I was like, Hey, I got this hundred dollars. Is there any way you could cash it for me? Like, do you have change for that? And he's like, yeah, of course. And this is a very, like, he's probably in his fifties, very, um, stern looking Middle Eastern father. I think he's Persian specifically. <laughs> And he um, he looked at the he looked at the hundred dollar bill I gave him, and he said, "Don't ever bring this into my store again." <laughs> no fucking way! Don't ever. And he was pissed, legitimately. Yeah. And that's when I realized as soon as he said that, Corey, you fucking dumbass, <laughs> because I just saw a crumpled up hundred dollar bill. I did. I just figured, hey, it's my lucky day. It could have been drug money. Yeah, man. Prob- to be it honest, probably it probably got from the was. converter. That's my thought. <laughs> and then I, then he said, no, it's fake. And I asked him how he could tell. And it wasn't even. I, I was trying as hard as I could not to accuse him of lying. Right. Because like I knew what would happen. I know what had happened. And he said he opened up the hundred dollar bill. And printed on the hundred dollar bill was literally the phrase "play money." <laughs> it was, I literally handed this man Monopoly no money. And the thing was, I I didn't even try to defend myself. I told him that, hey, my car was stolen. I found it in my car. I am so sorry. This won't ever happen again. But the thing oh was, I'm not going to spend too much. I'm not going to spend too much time defending myself because, like, the thing is. He might think I'm a crook, but I know I'm not guilty of trying to pass off this counterfeit counterfeit bill. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to pull over a fast one on this dude who's like his family works there. I love this bodega. I wouldn't betray this family like this. Right. But you know, there is a certain amount of judgment that I do deserve for just taking a hundred dollar bill from my stolen car and just assuming the best. Assuming it's real. Oh my So like God. any amount of like any amount of anger that he had towards me in that moment, no matter no matter what he thought was going on, I kinda deserved it. So I just bowed my head in shame and walked out of the bodega. Oh my God. And um yeah since that uh Cecilia's still She's still trucking. Um, oh, 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 you probably couldn't make that, I probably could have. But I appreciate your safety. Yeah. That was a nice, nice even stop. <laughs> We're kind of in line. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the the car is um, still hanging around my apartment. I still have to move it because there's no emergencies. And every time I've moved it for the snow, my girlfriend has known because she can hear it inside <laughs> the apartment. Like, it's it's amazing. And, um, yeah, basically it just, you know, she's hanging out on the street side. Um, I've got a few different scrap companies 
that I have online that I'm going to call. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go compare some prices. The funny thing is, about a year ago, someone actually put a flyer for their scrap company on my car. No way. Have you ever gotten a flyer never for a scrap company <laughs> on your windshield wiper? Not in my 2018 Subaru Forest. Yeah, strange, huh? <laughs> yeah, someone was, so, basically, it was like, um, it was like some dude just passed by my car who ran a scrap company and just looked He's at it. Like, like, this guy's going to need me one day. Just in case you want to call, I can get you some money for this lady. Oh my God. And uh, I, the thing is, I, at first I was a little offended, but then I realized, dude, I should hold on to that flyer. You're driving a piece. <laughs> and um, I held on to it. Unfortunately, you know, I, when it was stolen, they, they got rid of it, I guess. But yeah, then uh, now she's just sitting without a catalytic converter. One last piece of irony that I realized. Yeah. So when I got home from cleaning the car, I had done everything. I laid down and just kind of. Oh man, I just close my eyes, let the memories play on the back of my eyelids like a movie. You know? What you and Cecilia have gone it's, through? Yeah. And uh, while I was thinking about it, I kind of realized something. What's that? So, this is conjecture, pure conjecture. But, you know, I, I believe I said earlier in this podcast. If you get your car stolen in the Twin Cities, chances are you're not getting it back. Right. And I, I legitimately, every step of the way, I felt that I was extremely lucky that the cops did find my car somehow. And that's when I realized, you know how the cops probably found that car? You know why they probably <laughs> picked those people up? Why is that? Probably because they sounded like a goddamn jet engine because they took off the catalytic converter and then kept driving around in the damn thing. So if anything, the catalytic converter, them taking it off, it might have been the one reason why I no longer can drive Cecilia. But on the other hand, it might be the only reason why I got her back to begin with. So that's life. Oh, Corey, I've loved it. Thank you very much again. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, usually, that's a wrap. Guys, thank you very much for tuning in for today's episode. I hope to see you back next week. If I don't, I hope you have a wonderful life. Peace. Yeah.